Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this week's installment of Money in the Middle podcast. Hopefully you had a wonderful week. I know uh, if yours was anything like mine, that uh, there have been some ups and downs, some challenges and things of that nature. But we are so excited that you've joined us here today and we look forward to you joining us again. We're going to start this week's episode off a little bit different. I'm going to read one of my favorite passages. It says, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. That's Proverbs 10.4. Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. We are going to tie in uh, some of the things that we've seen recently and really talk about why folks in the middle either stay in the middle, can't make their way out the middle, or don't want to, or some of the things that are generally hindering uh, on the way up. So, in my line of work, you know, we come across people from many different backgrounds, right? And I think the major intersectionality comes in that, you know, we are the mortgage lenders or, you know, the small business lenders that are financing dreams, if you will, right? Uh, Or helping dreams to become a reality, whether that is uh, real estate investors or who flip properties, who rent properties out or, you know, or commercial uh, real estate investors who are leasing retail office and things of that nature. Or, you know, if it's um, a, a business owner who just needs some capital for their business, you know, that is, you know, what I do on a daily basis. And I think that it's important to note that uh, I realize that every situation is different. And we have come across many different walks of life, as I stated before. We've got folks who are extraordinarily eager and motivated. We've got folks who are um, not so much eager, but they um, are willing to do a little bit. And then you've got the folks who see the outcome, want the outcome, and want the outcome to happen to them. And unfortunately, um, life doesn't always work that way sometimes. You know, there's a famous quote that says uh, that uh, preparation plus luck equals success, right? You know, now I don't necessarily believe in luck, but I do believe in preparation. And I do believe that uh, if you set your mind on something and you prepare well enough that you are on track, to complete that thing. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit of a story. Okay. So like I said, this has been pretty busy week, uh, pretty, you know, constant back to back, you know, client meetings and prospects and things of that nature. And, uh, but one, one particular, uh, scenario sticks out to me. So I had a client who, Uh, I mean, the deal was just a tough deal all the way around. There was hair on it from the absolute beginning. 
so much so that, um, you know, we had to bring in consultants and things of that nature just to just to help him get his paperwork in order. Right. You know, so we go through uh, we go through everything and we finally uh, reach a point where this deal is ready to fund. Right. Or at least the deal is ready to close. Okay, And after closing, there comes an issue post closing. Right. You know, the the funds are already distributed, etc. And an issue comes up that inhibits this person from actually receiving his, you know, his 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 wire or his his money. Uh, small issue, very, very small, too, on top of that. And, you know, his sentiment was, you know, oh, I don't have time to or I, I don't want to be here making these phone calls. Right. I just want the money to, ha- to, to, to come to me. Right. I just want it to happen. And it, it got me to thinking about manifestation culture and uh, this idea that things just happen. And anyone who has been on the earth long enough realizes that it's just not true. Things don't just happen. And the moral of this story is uh, this person really, you know, they saw the outcome and that's all they wanted. They did not want to put in the work. I mean, if you think about it and you look at If you look at the entire transaction from start to finish, the attitude has been or the the uh, the the uh, posture, if you will, has been, oh, can you just do it? Can't you just do it? Can't you just do it? Can someone else do this? Can someone else do this? And, you know, generally, there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I think there is something to be said about that sort of attitude, especially in doing business. I know that um, social media and all of the quickly risen gurus who are out or who have come about, you know, are they sell and they preach automation or outsourcing or you know, passive income, uh, you, you know, you earning money by not working. Right. And I think that that is there. there is an opportunity there. Um, however, when that message is being preached partially or being shared partially without all of the information um, being added, is a recipe and a disaster waiting to happen. It's a recipe for disaster, right? And the reason that uh, I take that stance of it being a recipe for disaster is that psychologically, people hear what they're listening for. Let me let me say that again. People tend to hear whatever it is they're listening for, meaning. It doesn't really matter what one says. What matters is what the receiver has heard. And generally what happens is in in, in the world that we live in today, people hear, oh, make money 
passively or make passive income or uh, money while you're sleeping. And all of those things are true. But the the implication is that passive income doesn't require any work. And that is the fallacy. Right. And the, the way that that ties back into the story is that most a lot of people in this generation or today, and I, I'm not that old, you know, I'm a part of the millennial generation, but a lot of people within my uh, peer group, if you will, uh, although we are split between uh, years, by the way, um, are subscribing to this whole uh, manifestation, uh, fake it till you make it. Uh, you know, act as if, you know, if, if anybody remembers that, that famous stockbroker movie uh, uh, called Boiler Room, uh, the big Ben Affleck moment was act as if, right? Act as if you got a $400,000 car out, yada, yada, yada. And don't get me wrong, that there's a place and space for that. But fake it till you make it, act as if, manifestation, rah, rah, rah. Those things out of context leave people open for disappointment. Uh, we have this generation has seen the highest amount of suicides of other generations. You know, there's a high amount of um, depression and and just mental instability. And now most of everything to counter all the the, the fake until you make it or social curated social medias is uh, mental health and wellness and things of that nature, which are which is all 100 percent advisable. Right. But I think that if the full story was preached or if the full story was being shared in its entirety, that we could minimize or mitigate some of those things. So let me get this out the way early. I know that some people are not going to like this. No worries. I'm not going to drop a bunch of N-bombs and I'm not about to say anything crazy like some of the other podcast folks on this platform. Um, but the underlying uh, the underlying subconscious premise for thinking such as uh, manifestation and uh, it should just happen to me or it should just happen for me is this uncanny, unprecedented, unprecedented, excuse me, sense of entitlement. The idea that you deserve anything that you did not work for is completely ludicrous in all senses except one. The only thing that we receive for free that we don't deserve, but we get anyway is salvation through Christ. That's it. Everything else that we do on earth, that we do in our vocation, that we do in life, requires 
a couple of things. Uh, and let's use the uh, let's use a farming analogy, right? If you want corn, you have to sow a corn seed, and you have to put corn seed in the ground. You have to dig up a hole. You've got to put the seed in the ground or the kernel. You got to cover that up with dirt. You have to pour water on it and pray that the sun is not too hot and bake all your whole crop, right? But if you want to grow corn stock, that's what you have to do. If you want fruits, vegetables, trees, plants, humans, you know, babies, uh, animals, you always have to put something out, right? You always have to do something first in order to receive the desired outcome. Can you imagine a husband and wife who talk about every day, oh, we want to have a baby. We should just manifest a baby here. But they never have relations or they never make love. I mean, it's it sounds ludicrous when you put it in that context. But the same thing goes for business, right? Oh, I, I the money should just come to me. Why? What have you done to warrant the money coming to you, right? Are you willing to put work in? Have you put some work in? You know, did you go to a job? You know, are you investing? Things of that nature. And I think that this overwhelming sense of entitlement uh, coupled with this, <laughs> again, folks are not going to like this, but this is my podcast and I say what I want. Um, but the overwhelming sense of entitlement coupled with the spiritual delusion of manifestation without action uh, is is really what's setting people up for disappointment, right? The, the way that the world works is that you have to give in order to receive. Now, I know that a lot of y'all have gone to church and churches said, why don't you sow a seed so you can get a blessing, you know, and that in itself is also flawed, you know, because again, that goes back to what we said before. It doesn't matter what you say. What matters is what they hear. Right. And most people hear that as, oh, if I give my money, more money will come to me. Well, you know, that's true. But you have to take the action steps to to go and, and, and get that money in. For example, right? If you are saying, oh, I'm manifesting a job, but you never actually apply for a job, or let, let's let's even go even further. If you if you're manifesting a job and all you do is sit on the couch, you'll never get a job. But if you're praying for a job and you're you're saying that you or, you know, in your terms, manifesting a job and every day you put a suit on and you go into places where, you know, people may be hiring and just introduce yourself, your likelihood of getting a job has increased. Right. The same thing goes. These all all these principles also go when it comes to money. And this is why. People in the middle never really get out, right? Because you scoff at hard work, right? 
you you want to take the easy way out. You don't want to uh, you don't want to do anything that's more difficult than you, you have to. And you think that it should just happen to you or for you. Why? I don't know. No idea. I'm here to tell you that that's not true. But you're not too far off and you're not beyond redemption. One thing you can count on for sure is that I am not here on a high horse or to make anyone feel the type of way. What I simply believe is that if we are honest with ourselves and that if we truly face and confront the confront ourselves, right? That that is the starting point to change. And it's the starting point to achieving our outcomes, right? We want to be, you know, some folks want to be out the middle. Some folks want to be Some folks are comfortable in the middle, and that is 100% okay. That's the other thing, right? I wasn't going to go there, but since I brought it up, I I will. Be happy. Scratch that. Be content with where you are. Be thankful for where you are, right? Uh, I say, you know, there's a lot of talk in our generation about fake it till you make it. And I say, don't fake it till you make it. Enjoy the process, right? Because it's the process that one builds the wisdom so that you can pass it on to your children to shorten their process, right? Whether that is going on to be this super huge millionaire or whether it is being comfortable in your three or four bedroom home with the people that you love that make you happy every single day. No one else's life is yours. You can't live their life. They can't live yours. So be content where you are, right? That's just a sidebar. You know, but if you are expecting an outcome, you had better do the work. Uh, In corporate, we would say inspect what you expect. If you are expecting to get for money to come on you or to come to you, well, you need to inspect your what? Habits. You need to inspect your uh, appetites. You need to inspect your work ethic. And work ethic, man, don't get me started on that. That's a whole nother podcast. The work ethic of this generation. Oh, I did some, so I'm entitled to what? No. You know, unpopular opinion. You know what gave what what started that? College. People who have gone to college, or the you know the country has uh, in, indoctrinated kids and you know these young people to go to college so you can get a good job. Now you go to college and you expect that because you went to college you got the degree that you're gonna get a good job. Well, that's why a lot of college students working at uh, working at in fast food restaurants or working as waiters because you know. There's a thing called experience, right? So instead of them going to become an intern and working for free or, and learning while they're young and don't have bills and things of that nature, uh, you know, 
it, it becomes difficult to get that job, even with um, that degree. You know, so, but yeah, inspect yourself, inspect you. Have an introspective meeting with yourself and be honest. Ain't nothing worse than lying. A lie is bad enough, but it's nothing worse than lying to yourself. And have an honest conversation. Say, all right, look. What is it that's got me where I'm at, where I am? And what is it going to take to get me to where I want to be? And here's the key. Am I willing to do what it takes? Now, you guys should all know me by now that I'm not going to just leave you hanging after hitting you on top of the head with the club, right? So what are some things that you can do to be less lazy, less entitled, you know, less uh, lethargic or apathetic? Well, uh, Art Williams who is a famous, uh, who's the famous creator and founder of uh, what we now know as, uh, what's the life insurance company? Um, I can't think of the name, but anyway, he's also a speaker, right? His fa- One of his famous lines is, all you can do is all you can do. And all you can do is enough. Primerica is the company. You know, this is not a Primerica commercial, but Art Williams is a genius. Anyway, all you can do is all you can do. What does that mean? Ron, what does that mean? All I can do is all I can do. Well, all you can do is put forth your best effort. One foot in front of the other. One little piece at a time. One step. One leap. You just have to start, right? You're hoping for a job or you hoping to get rich. All right, well, how much money do you want? What do you want to do, right? There are a lot of people who will tell you a lot of different things, you know, but none of what people tell you will matter if you don't actually put your feet to the fire and do work. And is passive income a possibility? Absolutely it is. Is it always a possibility when you're 25, 30, 35? No, not always. Why? Because you have to, and depending on your background and upbringing, you may or may not have to do more work than others, right? But, you you know, if you, when you're young, you put in the work, and Grant Cardone says it like this, right? You turn your active income, you invest that, and make it become passive, right? And, you, you know, my wife and I are all are, are looking now for different ways in which we can invest to create additional income, right? Not income for just us, but for our small children, right? You know, should, should the time and the world we live in continue to, to, to spend, you know, our kids are going to eventually have kids and their kids will have kids and we want them to be set up better than than we were and make no mistake i'm so grateful for how i was brought up 
so grateful for my mom. She did the best she could with the information she had, right? And now that we have more information, I think it's important for us to put that information to work so that we can reach our desired outcome. Moral of this story is, or the point that I've been trying to make here, is that entitlement minus work leads to disappointment. It is no problem. I have no problem with someone feeling entitled to money that they've earned. Right? You go to work all day or you um, you've made a product or you provide a service or you have earned money and you are using that money to earn more money. Right. There is no problem in you being entitled to that. You ought to because you've put in the necessary amount of work or you sown the appropriate amount of seed, given it the right amount of time. And now it's time to get the benefit. But when you've put nothing in the ground or when you have uh, put in no work to feel entitled for results or to feel like the good thing should just happen to you is delusional. Hmm? It's delusion. But you're not too far gone. That was the point. All right. All you need to do is sit down and have a, an honest heart to heart with yourself. Right. Take take an assessment. Take stock. All right. Why am I not achieving what it is that I'm looking to achieve? Right. And set a goal. Small, small goal. It doesn't have to be lavish or crazy. One of my goals that I set was that. I, I was going to do our vision board with my wife, one, without her asking me to, and two, without getting an attitude to do it, right? It doesn't happen overnight, you know, and I had to, to stop and say, all right, what is it that is causing me to react this way? The good thing about our minds is that our minds have... The, the ability to control and change what we do, right? That's why scripture says, as a man thinks, that is what and who he is, right? Because if in your mind, if you don't deal with what's in your mind, you'll never be able to deal with the action that you have or have not taken. So I had to stop and say, all right, Ron, what is it about this task that is so daunting or that you don't like or that you don't want to do because it's not like she's asking you to come and cure rockets, uh, cure disease or something. She's just saying, let's sit down and do this board. You know, and I and I realized in my mind, I'm like, well, you know, I could do it in my mind. I'm the man. I'm, da, 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 da. I'm the banker. Right. You know, but uh, I was successful at doing that task. And the same goes for everything that we do. Right. The same goes for everything that we do. Sometimes we just have to have an introspective chat with ourselves and accept the hard realities 
so that we can deal with that inaction that's keeping us from getting the results that we want instead of being disappointed or uh, or, or or discouraged because we've set ourselves up for a strong delusion. Well, folks, it's been a heavy one. Hopefully you are you sat down with your uh, cigar or your your glass of whatever you use to take take down the week. And, you know, ponder, think on it and let's reconvene stogie of the week. We're going to start doing that. Uh, My stogie of the week this week is going to be the H. Upman, uh, the banker by H. Upman. It's a part of the A.J. Fernandez um, collection. Uh, it, it's really, it's, it's, it's kind of earthy. It's got some uh, cocoa flavors and hints and wood, you know, and um, let us know what, uh, if there are any topics that you want to go over, uh, what's your stogie of the week, you know, let's, let's interact. And as always, we'll see you next time. Thank you.